Okay, nobody's coming yet. Did I do a good Bruce Buffer? <laughs> that was pretty good. Yeah, that was pretty good. It's funny. We started taking down our set here and uh, realized that we forgot to record the intro. So Steven's like, I'm just holding the mic. And I was like, I want to do that too. So then I'm like hanging it from the ceiling, looking like I'm in the middle of like an MMA fight or something. <laughs> yeah. in this corner. Well, Steven Brown. Today we talked about compartmentalization, which is a 20-letter word. Or the way that I say it, commingling of your differing groups. Or siloing your differing groups. Or siloing. Interesting conversation. It was fun. It was Check all over it the out. place. Yeah, I thought it was, it was good. a little bit all over the place. But you know what? It's kind of our MO. You're and all over the place. You're all over the place. You're all over the place. You're all over the place. Yeah. All right. Episode 116. Here we go. 116, bitches. recording then we're recording hello everybody welcome to orange extraordinary my name is ben clint and this is my scottish friend stephen brown and we were just talking about how we're both overweight compared to what we were at the start of 2019 basically is where we're at again and if you remember i'm not you're closer (laughs) I'm I'm on a good trend just now. You're trending downwards again, which yeah. is the trend I need to get on too. Yeah. I need to trend downwards. So I gotta lose some weight. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> which means less beer and tasty treats. Yeah. That also means more activity. Yep. Luckily in the new office we have the gym, so I'm gonna go ride after this and do some weights. Yeah, COVID did you dirty. Did me dirty. <laughs> Did a lot of people dirty. <laughs> COVID nineteen pounds is real. <laughs> it's it's weird how it sneaks up on you. Like when you're when you're taking it off, you notice every pound, but when you're putting it on, you don't. No, it's like you almost need to weigh yourself every day and be like, oh, how did I get? But I know that's not yeah. healthy either. No, but and it's what you do when you're trying to lose weight. Almost people yeah. focus on it pretty heavily. But well, the weight's less important than what the, how the, it's composed, what what your body composition is, right? Yeah. How much fat you got on there? Yep. How much fat you got on there? What are we talking about today, Ben? Mm, why don't you introduce it to your topic? I don't know if I have a catchy title for it yet. I've done this a few times, but I kind of want to talk about the compartmentalization. Is that a word? Compartmentalization? Com- uh, compartmentalizing? Compartmentaling. <laughs> compartmentalization of your life and different parts of your life different aspects within your life and i'll phrase it a little differently i'll even say the co-mingling of the different groups at which you keep be it friend group you know maybe your family your buddies right and how you either keep them siloed or how you co-mingle them yeah this is a topic that steven brought up so i'm interested to see a little bit where he wants to go with this and what the outcome of it is and I think he's going to think that what I think is different than what he thinks. No, I think you you, you did say that to me this morning. Because I told you, Stephen, I was like, is this going to be an argument? Like, I don't want to sit here and argue with you over a recording. Like, let's get on the same page or at least have an idea, not necessarily on the same page, but like an idea. Because sometimes Stephen will come to me with opinions that he holds very strongly. And it's his goal to sway me, I feel like. It's never my goal to sway you. I don't expect people to... I don't believe, Stephen. I think that's very millennial of you, expecting that 
Oh, when I, when we have a discussion. See, then he tries to insult me. No, I'm, I'm serious. Like, nowadays, it's like people don't have conversations and agree to disagree. I can absolutely agree to disagree with you. I might think you're an idiot, but... <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. I think that about you every day. <laughs> no, I never expect anybody to adopt my opinions or my beliefs. I'm going to share my opinions and my beliefs, but it doesn't mean that I expect them to, to hop on that train. Sure. <laughs> Wow. We'll agree to disagree on that. There you go. <laughs> okay, we're coming to you live one week ago from the 10 Capital Recording It'll Studios. Be two weeks ago because we got one in the hopper. Oh, do we? Do yeah. we have an interview? No, we still have one. We've basically been recording one in our ears for a while now. Oh, okay. Well, we also have some interviews, though, lined up to be recorded. So some exciting ones. That'll be really fun. We'll have to get a few more on the books for you guys. Seems like you guys enjoy those more than just listening to us ramble on. But who doesn't like to listen to that's us That's funny. I get, the, I get feedback on both positive. Yeah. yeah. Good. Well, that's good. That I actually got feedback, and I'll share the messages with you afterwards, that we have some really enlightening perspectives on things oh oh my enlightening it's yeah why do you always talk like a friggin sex host or something mm, girl you sound like one of those people that used to you know you dial the one what is it one nine hundred or something I don't know. for yeah <laughs> i'm glad you feel enlightened please stop it and stop <laughs> looking at me while you're doing it mm, i'm sorry you guys have to hear this anyway back to the lips, back to the topic Steven. at hand co-mingling so this came because um yeah i'm I'm actually interested to know where this came from well i've been thinking about it a lot i think i've shared with you before that being single sucks Mm -hmm. because you get not not that i'm not happy but like you hear about things and it's like oh you guys did that and it's all the couples and (laughs) why wasn't like not not because I'm yeah. resentful, but it's like oh you didn't invite me because you'd be the fifth wheel. Yeah, yeah and it's like I'm fine with that. So it just made me think about that, like the commingling, um, as you put it, or the compartmentalization of is that a word? We need to look that up. I'll look it up. Keep compartmentalization, talking. or um, as we as we do that in our life, there's there's so other so many other ways and places that people do that. So. Like, for instance... There's it is a word. Okay, good. Wondering. How long is it? How many letters is that? I actually spelt it correctly. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, I mean... I had to do the... Th- that's got to be like 15 letters, right? Mentalization, probably. That may be the longest word I've used in a, a conversation for a long time. The compartmentalization of the decentralization. <laughs> um, yeah, so, like, for instance, there's people I talk to at the gym. Yeah. I don't necessarily consider them friends, but... I don't see them outside the gym either, and if I did, it would be like, oh, hi. It would just be different and weird, right? Because mm-hmm. they're, they're gym people. Um, and it's more than just people. So the way I've got it broken down here is um, basically four categories. I'm sure there's more than that. But I've got family, I've got friends, I've got career and colleagues, and I've got hobbies and interests. So I, I, I talked about the gym a little bit. But I wanted to talk about the family piece because we do have sort of silos within our families and I think it naturally happens, right? To where you're closer with some than you are to others. It naturally happens in all those areas. And I don't mean my... So I regard my close family, and I don't even know if any of my extended family listen to this. If they do, they might be insulted here in a minute. Um, 
I really don't care about cousins, uncles, aunts, and I'll tell you why in a minute, but um, I look at the people I care about, my family, are my mum, my dad, my five brothers, and my five brothers' kids. Uh, can I can I rephrase it, just knowing you? It's mm-hmm. not that you don't care about your cousins or anything like that. Like, I'm sure if they asked you to help with something, like you'd be there to help them because you care and you love them. Well, but uh, I, I would say I it's care, probably... but I don't love them. Uh, so <laughs> it, it's a weird situation. So I know where you're going. But, but I, what I was going to say before you interrupted me. <laughs> go on then. Was that you probably just choose not to invest time with them, you know, invest in them much because there's people that are closer to you that require a little more attention and time that you want to give more attention and time to. Because they're closer, for one. I mean, you, you have a w- different geographic split than most, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not why, though. So... <laughs> <laughs> my grown up I haven't had grandparents in my life since I was early teens maybe even earlier so both my mum's grand my mum's parents and my dad's parents decided to not engage with my mum and dad for other reasons for different reasons um, just stupid family stuff um, and when aunts and uncles kind of sided with the parents they were dead to me and still are like oh, really to your grandma and grandpa yeah, yeah. so okay. um and it wasn't even so it was more grandma so family dynamics yeah it was more grandma grandpa siding with aunts and uncles who were where then and still categorically were completely wrong and acting inappropriately um and that's not a skewed angle so i i kind of fell away from cousins then and really don't feel anything any bad about it um well that's a little different I guess. and then from a from a death perspective i remember the only one that really i mean one of my grandmothers is alive the other grandma and both my grandpas are dead and really the only one that upset me was the grandma that died and that sounds like a terrible thing but i never gave it a second thought when the others died and have a really weird relationship with death because of that Hmm. so uh, it's just like uh, it's part of life it comes to all of us so getting deep there but that's why like bring us back around that's why friend that's why family for me is only what i said it's my mum, my dad my brothers and their kids yeah and it's like we're starting over and like i said i don't know if cousins and aunts and uncles have or ever will listen to this but now they know I really don't care about them. <laughs> okay. So there's the compartmentalization of my family. But I think a more normal way to silo family is um, cousins, distant family, you know, the weird aunt and uncle. And if you don't think there's weird in your family, you're it. So oh, there's weird in my family. <laughs> so... And I know that they look at us as, as the weird ones. But oh, yeah. We also look at them as the weird ones. So, mm-hmm. And they're definitely weird. Yeah. But like anything, I think a smaller family unit usually leads to less drama. Well, that's, yeah, that's going to be a given. I mean, you, less variables. Mm-hmm. Right? Less variables, less issues. <laughs> that's just like a, it's like a math problem. So, though, when you're talking about siloing, I guess... You made some assumptions in your statement, like, or not necessarily assumptions, like, well, no, there'd be assumptions, like, you haven't, like, gone into find it yet. Are you, are you pro-siloing, or 
are you because you made a statement which made me think like oh maybe steven is like pro siloing like because you said you silo your family the silo of your family i'm like define siloing i guess and and your stance on this there's a place and a time for everybody and everything so yeah i am pro siloing okay um so i look at it as i silo my time so i time block whether it's work time play time travel time gym time like and it, it's interesting well, that's different because from family though. Like, well, you know. no, but essentially, I like my whole life to be like that, and I have groups that of family that had never met, and I probably would never have had them meet, just because they wouldn't have mixed. So, yeah, I'm pro. I'm pro that. I'm pro keeping certain groups and certain activities and certain things completely away from each other. You know, what's kind of funny is I think about this, and it's, so our golf group. Mm-hmm. Patrick, Travis, you and I, right? That we go. It's like that group wouldn't exist if I wasn't pro mingling. <laughs> yeah. Well, because Patrick was a work contact, right? He's an attorney. We were trying to refer. Pop's wife went to school with my wife, Travis Pop's wife, and they we were they were social friends. You and I were. Uh, an odd mix of two because we had SYP, which was well. That's where I met McNulty as well. Me, you, and McNulty met at SYP. He was on that board too. Remember? Oh yeah, he was prior. That's right. Yeah. Um, but it is an odd mix because mm-hmm. uh, see, I would say I probably at first I thought at first I thought Stephen was going to say he was against siloing. To be honest, if I had to guess, and then. Well, as I thought about this more this morning, I'm like, actually, I think it's the opposite. Like, I am against siloing. Not against it. Like, I certainly silo to some degree. But it's like, I am more of the open book where it's like, oh, Stephen needs to meet so-and-so. And it's like, it could be that so-and-so is a client of mine, right? Which is a very private business relationship. But in Stephen, because they would just get along. I mean, they are going to Ireland and Stephen, like, there's these contacts and these connections, you know? That I think about, like, I love to connect people, which is kind of funny that actually you would silo. Maybe you just connect within a siloed space because mm-hmm. we, I mean, Lauren and I talked about this with the big harvest party that we throw every year, right? And I've invited you every year to come and you still haven't come. But, you know, no resentment there. I've been out of town. I think you've invited me like four years and I've been out of town three of those times. And the other time I thought it was an evening party, but apparently you started at like, Two o'clock in the afternoon, and it is an evening party. Yeah, <laughs> it's, just a, it's an afternoon. It's an event. So, and at first we were really—I I will say this—we were really scared the first year we opened up the different groups because it started with one particular friend group the first year, and then we were like, you know, we're going to open it up to our other friend groups. I mean, we had groups that were like dental hygiene group, that were my GU friend group, that were our YFC group, that were like we had different groups of friends, right? And we're like, you know what, like. If they like us, then they'll probably like each other at the end of the day. And even if they don't, all of our friends are good people. They're going to be cordial and have a good time. Every, I mean, I don't know anybody that can't just go and have a beer and have a good time with somebody unless the person's a total D-bag. But then they wouldn't be my friend for very long at least. <laughs> <laughs> so we took a risk and did it. And it's so funny because like, there's people that out of that group that I would have never thought hang out outside of hanging out with us right and at first i had to wrap my mind around like what the heck like they're hanging out they met because of us and they're not inviting us like what kind of bahonky is that like i didn't get an invite to the party that you're and i was like no wait a sec like 
that's good. That was our intent was to connect good people together, right? And have them enjoy each other's company. That's exactly what they're doing. So mm-hmm. it, it, it's, I, it's, it, I wasn't sure how I was going to do with this topic at first, but I was like, actually, I do commingle. I'm careful about how I commingle, especially when it comes to my business. Like, uh, I'm not going to necessarily, I do keep my clients at a distance from my friend group to some degree, depending on age and a lot of different, you know, and just what you know about them. But I think at the end of the day, though, it's just, you know, sometimes there's a gray area and people live in black and white and the black and white people might not operate as well in the gray area. Mm-hmm. So, that's yeah. what I had. Well, I've, I've told you this before. There's, there's really two... I'm always genuine, but I rarely kick back here in Spokane just because I do so much within the bar and restaurant space. I don't get drunk in town almost ever anymore. But when I go out of town, I kick back. And to me, that's a form of what we're talking about, just having these silos of out of town Stephen versus in town Stephen. And I always say it's like I will let loose relax a little more when it, I'm in my own home mm-hmm. not going anywhere or uh, the lake yeah right or to your point you're out of town but even still like you travel <laughs> and I'm always surprised how many people you run into and they're like oh my gosh they see you, you're like oh jeez really <laughs> like God. did I ever so I was in New York this time two years ago by the way I don't know if you remember that um, and I'm getting the memories on the Facebook and stuff oh, from my yeah. parents. So we had started the podcast. Um, and I walked in and I'm sitting with my mum and dad in a bar in New York City. Now there's like 15 million people or something yeah, in New crazy. York City, right? Um, in walks a girl. And I'm like, is that? No, it can't be. And my mum and dad are there with a group from my hometown. But it's all older people. And this is a girl I, I went to school with. And I'm looking at her. And she's looking at me. And she's she mouths Stephen. And I'm like, Louise? And she's like, both of us at the same like, time. What the, what the fuck are you doing here? <laughs> Turns out she's a reporter for the Daily Mail. And she does all the, the stuff <laughs> in New York City. Huh. And I'm like, wow. And what are the chances we're both in it's a in bar? All of your circles, yeah. Where there's 15 million people. And yeah. <laughs> so caught up with her a little bit. But to your point... I've I've had that my whole life in America, and the soccer world made this city or, or this uh, country so small for me, and that everywhere I go there's soccer, right? And if someone finds out I was in the soccer industry, oh, do you know Ben Clunt? He used to coach. Oh yeah, yeah. I know that guy. Yeah, yeah. we we did small a coaching worlds. course together. We've yeah. done this together. I used to sell him camps or clinics or uniforms or something, right? So, yeah, but. To get to come back to that, I absolutely believe in in the just having compartments, yeah, and mingling them selectively, yeah, right. Um, so you, I mean, if we were both in the center, you would lean towards siloing, I'd lean towards commingling, mm-hmm. which is kind of funny because that's not what at first this morning when you said that I was like, oh geez, he's going to be for commingling. God, I'm going to have to fight. I'm like, wait a second. Wait, I actually would link commingling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. But well, what is funny, though, at the same time, I think, is how your – I mean, even with – business is a good example, right? Like your business, your colleagues. Like a lot of the time, people don't want to bring their family into their business for fear of you know, 
if something goes sideways, they don't want to have them be upset, right? Mm-hmm. And and I always kind of laugh at that. And it depends on the temperament of the individual that you're working with, right? I mean, if you know that they're a chill person and they understand that you have their best interest at heart and that life happens, I think that they're better suited working with family than not. Because I always tell you, it's like, don't you think that I am going to do a better job for my, you know, my parents and my in-laws and my cousins and my aunt and uncle than anybody else because they're the people that I love and that I want to see be successful, right? And close friends, same example. I've never understood the, I don't work with my friends. It's like, you don't work with your friends. That's exactly who you should work with because you trust them and you know that they have your back. Yeah. And I know we have friends that don't believe that, Mm -hmm. that go otherwise. And and I've never understood it because – and my, I mean, I don't know if they feel they're going to get like underserved or something like that. Like they're not going to get the same level of service as a as another customer. But it's it's, it's always been interesting to me because I actually uh, I'm jumping in here. I understand. I know who you're talking about right now. Um, I understand and can actually fall in the middle of this one. I'm not. I don't want to sit on the fence. But I actually don't do business with you, not because I don't think you're competent because I've never had a reason to end the relationship that I have already. Um, but it doesn't mean that I wouldn't in the future. But you work with a friend in Chicago. Yeah. So that's that's My the thing. My point still it's holds, like, though. Same thing. Because um, he's a friend. But he's not a close friend, not by any means. Just, mm. you know, I, I refer to him as a friend, but he's more of an acquaintance. He's nowhere near the 2AM crew. Yeah. Um, I might see him once every few years and it's cordial, but it's not like we're close. He's just never steered me wrong. Yeah. Um, but I do understand from a from a privacy standpoint and from a... Um, so there's two things. One is what you do is very, very um, And that's intimate. the only way I can yeah. see it, people. Well, there's yeah. two. That's reason one. It's very intimate. They're giving you a close look at where they're at financially. Totally. You, and some people don't want that with their friends. Some people, it's like, hey, I want to share what I want to share. And I'd, and then the second thing is, um, in your game, not to say that you'll do this, but it's, it's not unheard of for people to steal money. It's not unheard of for people to lose vast quantities. Um, and you don't ever want to have that with your friends where they're like, well you had X amount of thousand dollars and I ended up with this amount of thousand dollars and I'd, I wouldn't want that to come between a friendship. So I see both ways that, yeah, your friends have got your back and they want to do you a great service and, and so on and so forth. But um, I do see the privacy thing and I do see, hey, if you screw this up, what's it going to do to our friendship? Yeah, and that's a threat. But I, in my opinion, I think that is one where, again, I go back to the first point I made, that if everybody is level-headed, right, and that you realize things are going to happen, and guess what? That could happen no matter the relationship. And as long as you know yourself is a level-headed person, then I think that's fine. Uh, if you are not a level-headed person, then, yeah, totally don't do that. But the privacy thing is one that I see the most, and I can get behind that one. If somebody psychologically is just very concerned because of where they're at, be it I'm uber wealthy or I'm way far behind where I think I should be from a wealth accumulation standpoint, then yeah, I can understand that. But not the other ones as much. Hmm. Yeah. But again, example of combing the circles where I think it would benefit people. But 
Um, and I'm not sure we're going to come to like some, by the way, like after this, like this is meant definitely to be a discussion. I don't know if there's any like positive points that people can use in their planning or checking out Jake's shoe game. Is that what you're just doing? <laughs> One of my colleagues walked by and Steven's looking at his shoes because he's got some sweet Nikes that he went on a little bit of a buying spree. But I had three pairs delivered. I can't wait to get home and see them. Seriously? Maybe someday I'll buy some Nikes, some cool Nikes. But, um, so yeah, I'm not sure where to go with this, to be honest. So here's here's one for you: hobbies and interests. Mm-hmm. How do you how do you compartmentalize those? I don't. What do you mean? I mean, for the most part, my hobbies and interests would permeate every. It would permeate family, friends, and colleagues. Because I'm going to invite my family, friends, and colleagues to the lake to go golf. You've never invited me so, to the lake, uh, so I'm not a family or friend or a colleague. <laughs> Another thing that I had invited him to that he hasn't showed up. When? Last summer I did. When? Because you even said, you're like, I didn't, uh, you, I've never gotten an invite to the lake. I was like, Stephen, you have a standing invite to the lake. Don't say that. I'll show up every weekend. No, you won't because you didn't. You didn't say I was a standing I invite. I 100% did. If you can find that episode, I'll, I'll retract It wasn't in the episode. It was in conversation. <laughs> God, you're a dick. Actually, you know what? <laughs> Rescinded. <laughs> um, okay, so I think I'm different. So I have people that I would do soccer with that I would never do other things with. I have people, like I said, at the gym that wouldn't do other things. Um, and I get what you're saying, actually. So what I was thinking, like, it was I four but like if you know that I don't necessarily have an interest in soccer so you're not really going to invite me to go to a soccer thing most I wouldn't likely. invite you to any sporting event wow okay that's maybe a, a Gonzaga little, game a just rude. because you can pretend that you're interested there I do like Gonzaga games <laughs> it's one of the few <laughs> and I also am like everyone's like I'm a true diehard Zags fan like you didn't even go there I'm the only one that actually went there come on people I just and I mean this with respect by the way I'm not being mean I wouldn't want to waste a ticket on you taking you to a Packers game or taking you to a soccer game or it's the same reason and this is going to sound really sexist but I haven't really been to very many sporting events with women because most of the time Ooh. they're not interested to the level I am yeah it just depends on and the I'm like, you're with probably have you ever seen the movie How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days <laughs> yeah like no we're, we're getting down to the wire here I don't want to go and get you popcorn or a drink or I'm not here for that shit I'm here for the game yeah so <laughs> oh, that's a Benny, great movie boo 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 boo, boo, boo. <laughs> yeah well, god Stephen I've never heard that before <laughs> that's out of the lake we have a bo- uh, not a box a drawer full of movies and how to lose a ten guy in 10 days is towards the top of that drawer it's a good one it it's is one of the one. better um, chick flicks <laughs> it is it's funny they do a good job with it mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember that scene that you're talking about I know that scene yeah it's like in the game it's like she's like you go get me a soda and she loves it as well. Like the night before yeah. they're watching, and it's a series. Doesn't he leave and she starts cheering? She's like, oh, you yeah. missed it. And, so, then, yeah. and then they're in the restaurant and she's going in the kitchen and watching it on yeah. the TV. Yeah, and get the, like, in the vegan know. restaurant. Because yeah. <laughs> he made her a, lack of, a rack of lamb. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I forgot about that. I just got to watch that movie. Maybe I will do that. But, um, what would you say... I should be there. The risks of coming. Why do you silo? Because I have some friends that are 
loose cannons. So what's the threat of a loose... I mean, like... Keep going. For one of a better term, embarrassment. So okay. I look at... Like how so? Like they'll get drunk and embarrass you? They'll say stuff they're not supposed to? All the above, maybe? Yeah, like, all of that. Maybe not even the drunk part. Just... I feel not everybody transcends multiple groups or multiple situations. So... No, and I hear you on that. I've had girlfriends in the past that I'm like, yeah, I don't want you to... Not Again, not ashamed, not embarrassed. I don't want you to come to this networking event because it's not your thing. Totally. Like, you can support me with... You you can support me without being there. Uncomfortable and... Yeah. Yeah, so I just... I feel like... And maybe, maybe it's not my place to say, hey, this isn't your thing, this is my thing. Um... But, but you yeah. know what? That, that, I, I was, I'm going to interrupt you. I think that is okay. Because in every strong relationship, we're going to the relationship, you should be able to have a little bit of his and hers. Like, I don't think it needs to permeate. Every, like, as a couple, not everything has to be 100% done together. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of the time that's where people fall. It's like, it's like, I have my things. Lauren has her things. Like, we like to share those things, you know, if the other's interested. But... That doesn't mean that I can't do them because she's not interested or vice versa or that I can't go do a guy's thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just guys and include her in it with all the other wives because we might enjoy it more than them. So the other reason, and this is more prominent now than ever, I try and keep people that disagree politically apart. I will probably silo that as well. So last night <laughs> I went and had dinner with my friend Isaac and his lovely yeah. girlfriend um, Courtney. And quite frankly, I know that he can be very dominant when he's pushing what he believes on people or espousing his opinions. Um, I know how to disagree with him. And then we hug it out and we leave and we're good. But I know other people that might lean the way I lean and it's opposite from him and they would just get mad and it yeah. would be an absolute shit show. Well, shit you would show. get mad too probably. Yeah, like both, both of them. sides. Yeah, yeah, because there's there's a way to, there's there's an art to discussion versus argument and I believe that. Um, yeah. And even when people say you and I argue, I don't necessarily think we're arguing. We might have different opinions but I think we usually get to a spot where it's like, okay, look, hey, I'm not going to change your mind. You're not going to change my mind. Let's move on to something different. Mm-hmm. So there's a there's a, compar- a, a compartment a compartmentalization there, and that some friends it's like yeah your views and your views too far apart. But you also know those friends that are level headed enough to be able to dialogue, right? They're able to be intellectual. You can have differing opinions. Like I know friends politically that are on opposite sides of the spectrum, strongly mm-hmm. on opposite sides of the spectrum, but they can come together and have an intelligent conversation. What's interesting to me is when people get all heated about it, right? Like it's a personal affront to them that yeah. you would even bring up something because it's just so, it's just like okay, that's not real life. You need to, you need to Maybe maybe reconsider how you're going about those conversations with people because it's not going to benefit you. Like that doesn't yeah. – you don't move the needle either direction when you get heated and offended about things like that, mm-hmm. right? So I can 100% see siloing in those situations. And I, I guess I am pro-commingling, but, but <laughs> smartly, right? I yeah. guess I should give that caveat, that asterisk. Like I don't, I'm not going to go commingle people that I know aren't going to work. Like that doesn't – 
makes sense. But I do see a lot of the time, like I can see how so and so and Steven would get along. And I, you know, they should, yeah, there's a little bit of risk in me introducing my colleague or my client to Steven, but you know, and, and this happened once. And, and I introduced you to somebody, you remember, who was a, a prospective client of mine, actually. And, and I told you afterwards, like it fell apart and there was other just relational dynamics between you guys. But I was like, Steven, you didn't communicate enough. Like you'd, you dropped the ball and you were like, and you learned, I remember, because you will use this as an example at times. I remember now. Okay, I was like, yeah. you're, you're working on it. And, and you stepped up from there forward, right? So you were willing to take the, and it was a risk that bit me, not bit me, but you know, it was a risk that didn't work, right? Yeah. And I don't think that my brand is tarnished necessarily too much because of it. But, like, there's a risk involved when you commingle. Yeah, especially professionally. Yeah, especially um, professionally. And that's why you and I have talked about this before. Um, how you refer people is really important, right? Mm-hmm. Because... Because referrals are you, commingling. Yeah, you and I truly understand that when i bring someone to the table and say this is who i trust to do the service that you said you need then your reputation isn't on the line as much as my reputation is Mm -hmm. to your point they're going to come back and go what the hell that guy didn't do this he didn't didn't have a positive experience yeah yeah no and, and i think even within the colleagues so you know family friend colleague hobby in the colleagues thing i think you could say colleagues that are my work colleagues, Col- another subsection, colleagues that are actually not even colleagues, they're clients, right? I mean, that mm-hmm. we, we, we could, over colleagues, we could say business almost, like business associates COIs, probably. Yeah. And then the COIs, I'd say like the people that pay me, the people that don't pay me, the people I work with. And the people that pay me, I'm a lot more apprehensive to introductions to the people that don't pay me, i.e. the COIs, right? Like introducing the COIs because you want to be careful because you want to make sure that you know, they do a good job. And Pop and I have talked about this before. We were talking about it last week. And one of the only people that I'll refer to from Wordsland is Pop. And it's not because I don't think that there's other people that are adequate and good in town that are, you know, probably can do just as good work-wise and get people the same interest rate. But it's because I trust that Pop's going to make me look good. He's going to go and be above and beyond. He's going to return the call within 24 hours. He's going to work late to do it if he has to. Like, and he's going to get it done, mm-hmm. right? And so I am confident that when I give him Lent trust, right, that he is going to only grow that. Yeah. And he has, right? Yeah. And I've, so. I've given the same with him. You know, I used to refer to a few other people who didn't do a bad job. But walking into Pop's office and seeing what he's doing versus what other people in his business are doing. Yeah. And knowing, I mean, he's having the best year year and a half he's ever had um and to your point he was just in boise this past weekend and he was working almost the whole weekend yeah getting little, yeah, yeah. Little approval letters out because and he sure had people's to loans do it. are ready to close yeah. so well, those are the types of people you want like the people that you know that can they're they're, they're gonna they're gonna jump through the hoops to make you look good and to take care of your client because they have value in their job right like they like what they do you know they like what they do and they have a reputation that they want to keep. But that's somebody, him and, and others like him, us included, you and I. Um, yeah, I hope so. Yeah, certainly. You, uh, if you look at the, um, the, the makeup of salespeople, 
you know, he's like you and me. He is 100% commission, no salary. Yeah. He makes money on what he produces. So he's incentivized, right? And he does it. Yep. And Take care of his people. Um, Mr. Wonderful from the Shark Tank. Did you ever watch that, by the no, way? No. I mean, I've seen a few episodes. I get the gist, if you will. I love it. So he's got a quote, and I'm pulling it up here, so stay with me for just a second. He says... I'm with you for just a second. Okay, just a second, or do I have a little bit longer to find it? Two seconds. <laughs> just two seconds. <laughs> two seconds. I'm struggling. Here it is. So he said... It's Kevin O'Leary's his name, right? He said, a salary is a drug they give you to forget your dreams. That. I saw that. Right? And I, I love that. Did you post that? No, Matt Rogers did. Okay, I was like, I saw that, and I almost was going to share it. but that Yeah, <laughs> I grabbed it. Did you? Yeah, I grabbed yeah, it, it was, and I'll use it, it at good. some point. Yeah, it was a good one, too. And, and it's true. Yeah. But, you know, uh, I was listening to a podcast this weekend, driving out to the lake. To you it. listen to podcasts? <laughs> 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 and it was the Entree Leadership Podcast with Matthew McConaughey. And I didn't realize... McConaughey's great, isn't he? Have you heard his book? No, and that's what they were talking about a little He's bit. Green brilliant. The book. They were talking about you the book You can listen to bit. it in my Audible. Is it in there? I was going to check. Um, and they were talking about some of this, right? And they were talking about the traps and they were talking about risks and they were talking about... Uh, and we're getting off topic here. Being almost naive to risk and how like a lot of times that gets you ahead, right? Because you're when you know the risks, you're less likely to take them when you don't actually understand what the risks are. Like, yeah. And then you look back, like, oh shit, there was some risk involved in that, right? Like even what you and I do, and and we did it at times which were easier to assume that risk because you know we didn't have the lifestyles we have now. We didn't have kids in my case, uh, you know, and mortgages and stuff. So it's like things change. You look back and you're like, oh man, that was. I don't know if I could do all of that today. Mm-hmm. Or maybe I'd take more risk. Maybe my risk appetite actually in some areas I would say has expanded because I'm in a position to be able to to afford risk. Yeah. On the McConaughey book, Yeah, Green it's Lights. now in my top five and I'll listen to it once a year for the rest of my life. It's oh, brilliant. seriously. It's really good. I'll give it a listen. I yeah. liked his viewpoints on life and value and at some point like it's just about what are the things that i want my legacy to be at this point you know versus Mm -hmm. just making more money um because i think sometimes we we see instagram and we see these people and it's just all about making more money and accumulating more things like more material possessions instead of like like how can i create value in your life steven not just i don't mean value monetarily necessarily but like how do i create value and worth and that's a big topic, and that could be something that we actually talk about later. See you later, Ryan. <laughs> that's her. We're in a glass conference room right here, so you can see people walk by. So, Why did Analyst he walk around all by. the way to go? Is his office back here? His office is back here, and he's walking out the back door. Okay, got you. So you're going to see him walk right past these windows now. <laughs> this is very much an open room. We're, we're basically in a fishbowl. We are. But in a corner. Yeah. Uh, yeah. At least. So the two walls are walled. Mm-hmm. Um, no, this is an interesting topic. And, and, and I mean, I think I am, like I said, lean to commingling when the opportunity is there. What I was going to say, though, is, is it takes a thoughtful person to commingle, I think. Mm-hmm. Because I know a lot of friends. It's like, hey, I sure would love an introduction to you. And then 
they don't even introduce after you ask for an introduction. And I don't know if it's the fear of, um, you know, that lent trust, if it's the fear of losing some of the trust, right? Be it a family, friend, colleague, whatever, or like, oh, I don't want you to be a part of my hobby, whatever it is, like, there's a fear of something, but people don't do it. But at our age, also, the other thing that I've seen a lot of the time is it's there is, and this is terrible, this is a terrible thing, in my opinion, there is so much of a focus on how can you help me versus how can I help you, that people silo, but they want everyone else to co-mingle. Mm-hmm. Do you get what I'm saying? Like they're like, yeah. no, 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 my people are my people, and I silo my people, and I'm not going to risk that because they're my clients. They pay me, Ben. It's like, yeah. How do you think the first people that I sent you over got to me mm-hmm. <laughs> the same way? Like, I'm opening up. So that, I'm commingling. You're wanting to silo. That doesn't work. That's an interesting point. I feel professionally there's there's intentional and unintentional silo, right? So it can be interdepartmental. Yeah. So, you know, the the accounts department doesn't speak to the sales department. Well, or they don't cooperate with each other well. And that kind of stuff obviously is negative. But then there's positive silos within a work environment. So you and I are lucky. We 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 do have somewhat of a hierarchy, but I only refer to people within my organization as colleagues. I rarely mm-hmm. say boss. Um, and you're the same. Yep, like I say colleagues. You, you're the same. You say colleagues. But a lot of people are in a hierarchical structure at their place of employment. Yeah. Where, you know, team leads have to maintain a distance. Yeah. Um, you know, you and I, again, from an HR standpoint, are probably pretty blessed. We can get away with a lot more than, than most. Making our own schedule for one, you know, having a friggin' beer at lunchtime or whatever yeah. we want to do, right? So... We're we, we're definitely in a, a more privileged situation there than most, but then, you know, CEO shouldn't be hanging out with certain people within his organisation away from work, should he? Except or sh- her, should she? Um, except in certain circumstances, certain controlled environments, right? Um, you know, obviously teachers and students. There's there's taboo mm-hmm. there yeah um well and there's like common sense right yeah. there's certain things that's like hey you don't do that like just like older males shouldn't be alone with a younger female or in a male. car or some or male even yeah at this point yeah i guess yeah well there's ryan getting his car his uber <laughs> <laughs> there's that glass case he got picked up in a tesla x this morning on uber huh, he nice. ubers to and fro- from work fair enough but Where does he live? Just up on the South Hill. Okay. Yeah. Um, interesting. Yeah. No, because I, I mean, I think people will grow quicker if we commingle to some degree. Smartly. Again, smartly. All the set <laughs> with an asterisk. But again, you know, the reason I brought up that professional thing was that often there's mixers at work, right? And mm-hmm. especially when you're part of, let's say you work somewhere where there's 300 people, you can't be expected to know all 300 people. No, absolutely not. You walk past people and say hi, and but you don't know who they are, what they are, how they've gotten there. Um, so I think it's important sometimes for us to understand that there's a time and a place and an appropriate way to do that. So, yeah. No. I agree. I agree. Another another place that siloing can be appropriate, yeah, but also be bad. Well, 
and I think you are the person who can determine whether or not you really need to be doing that, right? Like, I mean, I can Me? think, I can think of listening? an individual in general. <laughs> I can think of an individual that I introduced you to and who's a connection of another mutual friend who is that silo guy who always wants you to feed into his silo but won't let anything out of the silo. I'm, I'm, I'm audited. <laughs> You're here, I'll write it down, ding dong. Here. Just absolute gibberish. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Good example of that. Yeah, he very mu- he he protects a lot. Yeah, and it's at some point you're like, okay, well I'm not going to keep sending you people like if you're never unless that's just you're that good. But there, there, again, to my point, even with pop, like there's a lot of good people out there. So here's something that I think is profound, but what he hasn't grasped is the three G's. Have I talked to you about the three G's? Maybe. Give, gain grow yeah we've talked about this but they're in the order that they're in because in order to gain you have to give and yeah that's great often he the the person you just wrote down i don't know how that's what you were mouthing by the way um he wants to take but he doesn't necessarily come ready to give yeah he wants to grow not yeah and it's like When you so I've actually learned to to massage this relationship. It's a business relationship, by the way. Yeah. I've actually learned Which to is massage cons- this is also relationship. A social relationship on my end. Yeah, so I've I've gotten to the point that I motivate him two ways. One is monetarily, so I've made him a referral partner that gets paid um, rather than reciprocity because I can't. But he, I can't give get him in at the inception where he needs to be. But he's there at the inception quite often, so I'm like, "Hey, you do this, you get this," yeah. and I co- I, in- I initiate. So rather than leaving it up to him to initiate for me, I have a standing calendar reminder, text message, call, email, one yeah. of the three. Reach out, get him on the calendar, and I have lunch and coffee with him quite regularly now. So yeah, that's a good example. But well, I guess we've to kind of. Yeah, talked about it, and commingling can be beneficial and when done rightly. Can be and beneficial. Siling can be beneficial when done rightly. I think it's like anything in life, right? It's like moderation in both, right? Balance. Be smart about how you commingle. There's no reason your colleagues, friends, and family can't be part of your hobbies if you think they're going to enjoy it. There's no reason that a colleague can't be a friend, or maybe if you get really crazy, your colleague who's a friend becomes part of your family when they marry your sister. Who knows? Yeah. It just got happen? really crazy. I don't know. <laughs> it didn't happen in our office. Yeah, I but hope not. Who knows? I mean, we've got a lot of kids. We all had kids at the same time in our office. Could be one of our kids end up dating each other or getting married or something. I hope if you're still doing this in 21 years, I'm worried about you, dude. I would be 50. Oh, I guess. You're younger than me. <laughs> oh, that's a lie. I'd be 53. I mean, but I'd be thinking about retirement. Yeah, I'm retiring at 50. Depending on how life goes. Yeah. See, and this is that's a total, we could have a totally different discussion about this. Because I used to say that I, like, by 40, I want to be able to determine whether or not I go to work that day. And 
I don't think that won't be realistic um, if I want it to be. Mm-hmm. And I used to say, like, I'm going to full-on retire at 50. But also, I kind of think about it more like, what am I going to do? See, like, this is where... I mean, I have Retirement stuff. doesn't mean... For me, retirement doesn't mean sitting in my slippers, reading the newspaper you in the morning. You mean a career shift. I mean, I'm not going to be working for anybody but myself. I'm yeah. going to have some interests. I'm going to have some business ventures. I'm going to. I'm still so, going to be active. And I could do that. Yeah. I could see that. I wouldn't yeah. be retired in the traditional sense of the word. But I'm also going to have people running those business ventures that if I decide I want to bugger off for two or three weeks at a time, I can do that. Yeah, and it's in good hands. Better get working on that. I'm all over it, dude. I'm all over it. Okay. Well, what do you want to say, Stephen? Like, review, share, tell someone about the podcast, please. Um, Don't silo O2E, man. Yeah. Commingle us. Wow, look at you. (laughs) And I guess until the next time, be good to yourselves and to each other. You guess. Boom. (laughs)